Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys once again for joining us. Last week I had a friend, a co-worker, uh, a laborer in the field, Eric Rios, who works at the mission. And so I want to uh, pick up where we left off last time. But before we do, you know, it occurs to me this has been a very turbulent year for Sacramento in this area as far and the outliers as far as just the physical storms that have mm, approached. Yeah. Yep. If we go down and we see Discovery Park, we see that Discovery Park is now Discovery Lake. Sure is. <laughs> and so the rivers are very high. People are worried about flooding. There's a lot of things. And it made me think of the fact that we don't always know what the storms of life are going to produce mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have times when the sun is shining and and we feel pretty good about things. And all of a sudden, everything can change the storm clouds move in, the snow drops, the wind tears down mm -hmm. things, trees fall over. Well, in our walk of faith, it's the same way. We're going to have times when we're walking through the valley of the shadow, right. and we're going to have mountaintop experiences too. And the one thing that you have to be cognizant of is if you are walking through the valley, there's a mountain ahead. Mm. But once you're on the mountaintop, there's a valley ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so we have to realize that. And the mission is not any different than that either. We have times of where everything seems to be going good, and then we have times when it seems like the foundations are being rattled. Yeah. When we had COVID hit, it was, it was a very rough and rocky time for us. And the one thing we have to realize is regardless of what kind of finances we have, what kind of uh, decisions we're trying to make to improve the mission, mm -hmm. that we're going to have rocky times. Yeah. And we're sure. going to have good times too. And so we want to do one thing through all rocky and good times, right? That's lift up the name of the Lord and yeah. praise Amen. his name, right? Amen. Because what's Romans 8 say? All things work together for good. Sure right? does. But so anyway, again, I have Eric Rios on the program. And Eric, you know, this is a different group of people maybe. So maybe you could tell them once again what, what church you go to. Sure. Yeah. My name is Eric Rios. I'm the aftercare chaplain over at Union Gospel Mission. And I go to Redeemer Bible Church in Elk Grove. Amen. And if you guys don't know that name, it used to be Elk Grove Bible Church or EGBC. Right. And so it's the same church. It's the same people with a, with a name that more reflects the attitude of the people as being not just part of Elk Grove, but being part of the Redeemer's Church. Amen. And well so, said. Well, thank you. Uh, but at any rate, last week we were talking about a lot of things that we supply to the men. Mm. But as we left off last time, it occurred to me that I wanted to talk a little bit about do we get anything from the men and in our growth in our walk does god teach us lessons absolutely uh if i've learned anything is uh to trust in the lord mm -hmm. um i mean obviously and lean goes, not on your own understanding and, and, right absolutely um that goes without saying but i think it's worth it to to say because really i never know what i'm going to walk into 
um, every hour with with uh, with a guy. I mean, just so you guys understand, uh, my day is probably built up with maybe four or five different counseling sessions, and sometimes they are very theological, and sometimes they are very um, practical daily living things. And I might have a plan to write a resume with someone. And then they come in with some very, very good theological questions. Mm-hmm. And I never want to dismiss those things. I mean, that's why I'm there. I can go write a resume at another place. Um, but I get to work with my Bible open. Amen. And I need to be uh, very aware of what the Spirit of God is at work doing. And so if a guy has a question with his Bible open, I mean, that, I, I love those conversations. I want to I wanna meet them in their faith where they're at and... Um, and, and answer those questions that they may have. And so oftentimes um, I go in having a plan and then the Lord rewrites the plan <laughs> yeah, and then I've just got to submit to it. Uh, I can think of a time when uh, I was meeting with a guy and uh, I got a text message, um, a personal text message from my wife and it was about a loss of a family member. Mm. And... Uh, we were kind of anticipating that moment. I didn't know it was going to be that day, that hour, but um, I just started weeping. I mean, to be honest, I, I just kind of broke down and started crying, and uh, I still remember that man uh, ministered to me in a way that was just wonderful, and uh, it was probably the last 20 minutes of our conversation, and the tables turned, and as as I can remember just um, being there for him in times of need. Well, now he's carrying my burdens and Mm -hmm. he's praying for me Mm -hmm. and he's walking me through deep waters. Mm -hmm. And so just, um, yeah, we're not always working with believers there. You know, obviously we want everyone to believe in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, That's why we're there. Um, But, you know, you can tell when there's true fellowship in the Lord, you can tell when it's a submitted man to the word and, um, yeah, just a, a wonderful account of one of our guys coming alongside and mini- being a ministry to me. Yeah. <clears throat> just so you know, and I don't want to always bring it up, but the bottom line is after, uh, when COVID hit and I was in the hospital for a long time and my wife of 47 years went home to be with the Lord, which I'm very grateful that she walked in faith all the way to the very end. And uh, it was a difficult time for me, and I was also by myself a lot because when I got home, I still couldn't be around anybody because I still had testing positive, and I was weak. I had pneumonia, so yeah. I was beat up. And I, when I got back to the mission— <clears throat> Of course, the staff were gathered around praying for me, doing those things. But I can't tell you how many men came up to mm. say, hey, pastor, I've been praying for you. And you yeah. knew they were telling you the truth. Right. And they would put their hand on your shoulder. And so to your point, in those grievous times, sometimes uh, it's that that reverse where they're coming to you, they're praying for you. And as far as learning— let me tell you something. Again, I'm not going to mention his name, but you have a guy that comes back. He's graduated for several years now. Mm-hmm. He's from a foreign country, mm, and yeah. he comes back all the time. And he's headed for Eric's office, but if he sees me, 
he has a theological question. It's never one of those easy, I can give you 30-second right. comment. Right. And then uh, he also isn't one of those guys that just takes whatever you say without a question. Oh, okay, but if it's that, how come yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Well, it, make, it challenges you to think about, okay, how do I present this to him? And so he's not the only one that does that. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but when I walk through the campus, there's always somebody that wants to ask me something, sure. and I don't mind. I, I, I really don't mind. Sometimes, by the time three people have asked me something, I've forgotten what I was going for. But, you know, hey, yeah. I, I'm no kid anymore, yep. right? So I agree with you. There's a, and, and not only that, God uses people at the mission, program guys, other staff people, to show us flaws in our own lives. Mm -hmm. You know, Amen. people people uh, have a tendency to put their pastors on a pedestal at the churches, and there's probably some employees that do. But <clears throat> we're not perfect. <laughs> well said. Yep. Uh, I have sinned. Uh, what time is it now? <laughs> and so, but I want to, I, I want to be able to see what my flaws are and have God expose those things to me and and try on a day-by-day -day basis to walk in a more upright manner before the Lord. And we are not the same people we are today. We will be tomorrow or what we were in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the problems that we see sometimes is people get to a certain point in their walk and they just stagnate, right? Yeah, yep. And we don't want that to happen for them. No, not at all. And so our guys were constantly, I know you're working with them constantly saying, okay, guys, but what about this? Sure. And so uh, there's so much that goes on in a mission like ours, right? Yeah, yep, I agree. So we have been changing our curriculum, and you've been a huge part of that change in the curriculum. Ever since I got to the mission, I wanted it changed and had... No, I had not the time or ability to do that by myself. And so it. I got rid of certain things that I thought were detrimental to the mission, mm -hmm. but we continued on with a 12-step program that was had a lot of Christian work in it, but still was not the model that we wanted it to be. Right. And so right now uh, we have been working with you, Jeremy, uh, Victor and Ralph mm -hmm. and uh, Jason mm -hmm. and been involved with changing that curriculum. What what are we trying to accomplish with that? We're really trying to accomplish a biblical model. And I, I think with places like ours, um, we're oftentimes met with some skepticism from believers. Uh, I would use Jeremy as a good example. Um, I didn't know Jeremy prior to him coming to work. And actually, it was through a mutual friend. Um, he just was so passionate about um, just wanting to serve and help uh, in a context like ours. And so our mutual friend connected us. And when he walked into my office the very first time, he said hello to me. Mm -hmm. And then he went straight to my bookcase. To check out. And he started he looking at every single book that I have on my shelf. And um, he was a little weird. And so he tells me now, he's like, I was so leery walking in the first time. But once I realized that 
you know, many of the books that you have on your bookcase were the same ones that I have on my bookcase. Yeah, very nice. Like yeah. I could tell that we were going to probably speak the same language. And, uh, you know, we were at a church uh, just kind of sharing what we do and who we are and how we help recently. It was a Sunday morning. It was like their discipleship class. And me and Jeremy were there to kind of give um, this church some insight and in, in what what it, what is that a biblical model look like for caring the way we do? And uh, we were met so with so many people afterwards saying, yeah, I've heard about you guys. I, I know where you are, but it's so good to hear who you are, who you are in Jesus, how the gospel is central and the things that you're doing, how the word is really the influence and the cornerstone and what you're trying to do and, and how you can help and, and really where we see change coming from. And so uh, I think as people start... Um, kind of looking into our library, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll start to see things that if they're looking for a biblical model, we're praying and hoping that, that they'll see something that uh, does reflect um, the word. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that is pivotal to our ministry is that people understand that for us, it isn't the money first, it isn't the property first, it's Christ first. Right. And so we want our our everything that we put forward whether it's you know on our whatever social media thing we're doing and sure. our website we want it to be uniform of what we believe and what we stand for right 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 that's why i'm sure you've had the same thing happen that i've had happen many times when people come out and take a tour and you're open you're honest about what you believe and and what you expect and those type of things I often hear that we had no idea so much went on here. Yeah, it's true. You know, we're really impressed. This is a great place. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't be impressed if we were just in it for the money. Right. We just wanted to be successful, right? Yeah, yeah. We're doing a lot of things differently these days. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm bringing up my library. Um, and, you know, I, I think kind of a good reflection to show the things that we're trying to change is if you do follow us on social media, uh, there's actually a link to an Amazon account. Mm -hmm. And it's really the library that we would like to build for our program men. Mm -hmm. So in our classroom, we've recently gotten rid of a lot of things that we just believe were not biblical. Right. Um, we want to have men walk into our classroom and with full assurance, be able to pick up any book off the shelf mm -hmm. and confidently go and consume it. We want you to read it. We want you to know it. Yeah. Uh, we expect things on, in our classroom to be biblical. And so uh, if you want to see our, our approach and, and who we're reading, you can go on to social media or our website. I believe there's a link to our Amazon account. And you can actually browse the things that we are desiring to buy for our, um, our men. And my shameless plug right now is you could even go on and you can purchase something uh, from that library. Maybe it's a book that you've enjoyed. It's been a big impact for you. You can buy a copy or 10 and we will then have them as access to the men or for the men in our, uh, in our program. Yeah. One of the caveats I would say, and one of the things that I would caution people of, a lot of times people send us books, but they're not books that we have either read or approve of. And, you know, yes, you might have a really good book, but we like to make sure that everything that goes into the library for our men 
is consistent and that it's something we know. So we would ask you to check the list of things that we approve of. And again, it's not that we're saying whatever you're reading isn't anything good, but we haven't, we don't have the time to check everything. Right. And we want to make sure that our guys read things that are proper, right? Yes. And so, uh, and by the way, uh, not to overlook Jeremy, Jeremy is is our operations manager, which is, he's a chaplain as well. But uh, so he kind of coordinates all the chaplains together and everything. And, and actually, he wouldn't be working there excepting you introduced him to me, uh, which, you know. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, yep. Uh, the most important thing about Jeremy is that he loves the Lord. And so uh, we kid him a lot because he's easy to kid. But he's uh, he's solid. He loves the Lord. He's smart. Yeah. He does all those things. Yeah, so. truly. I've, I've probably known him for a little over a year now. Yeah. Just, uh, love that dude. And uh, just uh, I couldn't imagine the things that have changed over this last year. Um, I can say it confidently it wouldn't have happened without the hours of uh, work that he's put in. And I absolutely agree. And all the other chaplains, we have we have uh, a couple of part-time chaplains mm-hmm. too, but they are pivotal as well and do a wonderful job. And so, yeah, I mean, even to the point that it was you guys, uh, last week, well, two weeks ago, we had uh, Delina Hoyer on. Mm. And she is a... Uh, She's a biblical counselor for women because we're trying also to get some more uh, biblically oriented, well, biblical counseling to women who might need it as well. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know her either. You guys brought her in because right. you you had known her. I know. Funny enough, years ago when I went to John MacArthur's church for a biblical counseling thing with Ernie and oh yeah, uh, she was there. She said. And I said, wow, of course, I didn't know who she was. But mm-hmm. anyway, so she's come on side as an outside uh, kind of contractor to help us look at these things and help Eileen as Eileen goes through biblical counseling courses. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's funny how all these things kind of mesh together, you know. So And I, apparently she knows Victor very well. And Yeah, they were at the same church together for a long time. For a long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Jeremy knows her as well, and so that's good. And so, uh, I, you know, funny enough, I don't know how Ralph was connected to Jeremy. He doesn't go to the same church, right? They actually do. He they, does. They go to the same church together. <clears throat> yep. Okay, and Jeremy goes to Doxa right mm-hmm. now anyway. Yeah, and, and so— it's, uh, you know, there's good, solid churches out there behind our chaplains as well. Yeah. And for us, that's the pivotal and most important part is that, one, you need to have all the knowledge, but you also have to have the heart. And it's not easy always, is it? It's not. It's not. Uh, definitely not in the flesh. Mm. Um, yeah, the flesh gets in the way all the time. But I would say, you know, just in thinking about our chaplains that we have there, and then you mentioned part-time chaplains, um, they're part-time not because they're, um, you know, they're doing secular work somewhere else. No. But they're no. pastors. Mm-hmm. And so we have pastors that are um, devoted to shepherding the flock right. in the context that the Lord has them in. And maybe they have an extra day that they can uh, spend on our campus or two. 
And so they're coming on with their knowledge, their skill set, um, with really the calling of the Lord. Amen. And they're able to teach and preach and disciple and care for the men that are on our program. So yeah, I'm truly uh, just enjoying the the new team that we really yeah, have put together over good. this last year. And it's just uh, amazing to see what God is at work doing on our campus. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. It's it is integrated only in the sense of people meshing together, not mm. in the sense of you know other kinds of integration. Sure, uh, we're not trying to integrate psychology into our courses, right? But we have we had there's a certain synergism that has invaded the campus in a good way, mm. and so we want to cultivate that. We want to keep it going. We want other people that come on board with us in different capacities, whether it's in your finance department, whether it's in your development department, we all want to be on the same page. And to the point that it's not always, it's not always physically an easy job. It's mm-hmm. it's not always mentally or spiritually an easy job. Mm-hmm. We can get discouraged, can't we, at yeah. times? yeah. One hundred percent. If you're not coming in fully dependent on the Lord, it will show itself. I know, just for experience, uh, if I'm not coming well fed in the Word Amen. or um, really um, tender to the Lord, uh, it gets expressed in just sinful ways on our campus. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't mind saying that I've had a go to. Uh, men on our program and ask for forgiveness for the way that I've treated them in uh, in a counseling room or as I see them on on our campus. So uh, I never want to have the men feel like like I'm coming from a place where I've arrived and I just have things that I need to tell them. Right, the Lord is working on me first, and mm-hmm. as the Lord deals with me kindly, um, my response is, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to deal kindly with our men. Oh, yeah, I have. <clears throat> I've sat across a chair from a man who has just expressed to me, "I'm so frustrated because I just did this one thing that I, I, I never wanted to do. I, I seem to go back there and do mm-hmm. it all the time." And I think to myself, "I've been there many times, and sometimes I'll tell him, look, you know what? There are things that crop up in the field of our lives that we have dealt with before and we mm-hmm. have to deal with again. And yeah. I have it on good authority that some of uh, those people that have that happen are people that you would think are pretty solid, like, mm, let me see, Paul. Right, right. <laughs> the things I want to do, I do not do, yeah. right? Yep. And the things I do not want to do, this I do. Yeah, Romans 7. But I love the fact that when he says, who will rescue me from this body of death? The answer's there. Mm-hmm. It's Christ. Amen. We have one minute. Anything you'd like to express? <laughs> I, that's a tough question. Yeah. I know. Well, let's put it in another way. Uh, from both of us, we want nothing more from our program than for them to see Christ. We want nothing more for you today on this radio show than for you to see Christ. Amen that you will find that church, that place that you can go fellowship. If 
If you're in Elk Grove, I would suggest you go see. You don't have to be in Elk Grove. If you've got gas money, you can go <laughs> from anywhere. Yeah, come on down. And we have churches that are connected. And so, as always, my dear friends, may God hold you in the palm of his hand until we meet again. been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.